It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. A mid-morning dance with the devil from the farmer of fury. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. We are live in Westminster this morning where everyone has woken up with a massive hangover but it wasn't caused by too much champagne. Rather, it was brought on by the bitter taste of defeat, revenge, retribution and remorse. Yesterday, Prime Minister Theresa May finally capitulated to reality and admitted what we'd all known for weeks. Her deal is a bum deal that nobody wants, a deal that nobody can make work and a deal that has arrived dead in the water. Today, she's headed over to Europe in an attempt to shore up an already collapsed edifice of a plan that could not be revived by a team of specialists at St Thomas's Hospital just down the road here. Last Friday, I called for her resignation. That call remains in place and can be no more apt than it is today because the only possible way out of this mess she's created is to appoint a new leader, a new negotiator, someone who carries a stick as well as a carrot, someone who will be able to put the frighteners on the Brussels bureaucrats who hold us in such contempt. 0344 499 We'll be joined by a host of guests this morning, but we want to hear from you as well as Theresa May careens around Belgium France and Germany in an ever more pointless exercise of futility. We need your help appointing a new Prime Minister. You know you can do it. 0344 499 1000. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, on Talk Radio Live from College Green. Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Joined now by Crispin Blunt, MP, uh, uh, Conservative MP for Rygate, uh, a former chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Crispin, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Now, um, it really is quite a remarkable, historic kind of period of politics in this country at the moment, because I think for many people and for many sort of uh, po- politicians and, mm. and people who have covered politics for many, many years, they've never seen such a kind of vacuum at the heart of the power of this country. Well, the Prime Minister started out the negotiation process by being admirably clear mm. we weren't going to be in the customs union because we couldn't uh, then have free trade agreements where we wanted. Uh, we weren't going to be in the single market because uh, that didn't bring an end to uh, uncontrolled immigration from the, our European Union partners. Uh, and so she set out her position. And then uh, gradually through the negotiating process, I'm afraid uh, we've had a complete focus on the withdrawal agreement and almost no focus on the future, and it was the future arrangement and the future free trade agreement that was obviously of greatest interest to the UK. And we got sucked into this nonsense of the backstop and the Northern Ireland border, which is a total non-issue. No one is putting a hard border up 
in uh, the Republic between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. It's just a nonsense. Well, this is what I've been saying to people all, all along, really, because I don't think there's anyone uh, in Ireland that wants it. There's nobody in the EU that's going to do it. There's nobody in London that wants to do it. So, well, you know, they're really... It's well, the a only, kind of, the, the it's only, a sort of shibboleth, isn't it? The, well, the only formal reason for it is it's required under the World Trade Organization rules. Yeah. Except you can then apply for uh, a security exemption, and plainly, given the Good Friday Agreement and the uh, security potential security situation uh, uh, in Northern Ireland, uh, no one w- would object to, to that. And then there is another exemption as well, um, simply re- reflecting this, the circumstances of the border of the border itself. And the WTO aren't going to be, made it clear themselves that they're not going to be rushing around uh, trying to enforce uh, that part of their. Uh, uh, of their orders, mm. so and, they, I mean, the and indeed they have no capability of doing so no, anyway. The problem with this entire sort of situation is that no matter who says something, uh, which apparently is irre- irrevocable, cannot be changed, this cannot be reversed. It always turns out that actually it can be reversed. There is no such thing uh, as a, a sort of finality, it would seem. And it seems to me, uh, with Theresa May now going off all over Europe trying to negotiate a better deal, which she's not going to get basically, mm. it's all a waste of everybody's time now, isn't it? Shouldn't we be doing? It feels like we should be doing something, but the wheels are spinning and nothing's happening. Well, you've had a negotiation between the EU Commission and the United Kingdom. And the truth is the EU Commission have kicked the British negotiators all around the park and have got a very good deal for the European Union. And uh, their objective was to secure their money um, and to ensure the United Kingdom couldn't compete um, uh, with the European Union once it left. Uh, Now, uh, uh, that's a disaster for the UK. Right. And what's it, what, what are we paying this money for? We're not actually, we haven't actually secured anything for it because the future uh, trading arrangement with the EU is simply um, a set of aspirations. It's not, it's not something that is really bankable. And that's what the money ought to have been mm. uh, used for. Huge leverage in the negotiations for the UK. And of course we must secure our freedom uh, once we leave to be able to have free trade agreements with whoever uh, we so please in order to support the British economy, which is a globally facing economy. It's why we run a huge trade deficit with the EU and have a huge trade surplus with the United States, mm. for example. And uh, what I don't understand is in the minds of uh, our negotiators why they and indeed I wrote a report on this when we were, I was chairing the Foreign Affairs Committee on the implications of no agreement uh, pointing out that the EU has twice as much at stake in securing an agreement than we do yeah. uh, in the number of people who, would, uh, who might be economically damaged or might lose their jobs as a consequence if you had the full impact of going to World Trade Organization terms however all of those things are manageable at not least, we could immediately offer to have no tariffs, and that takes more all the pain of the, well, exactly. uh, of the change. But the that's change the up. trouble with this whole debate, isn't it? That we hear from one side uh, a completely different set of facts than we hear from the other side. Well, and facts are being bandied around which are not facts, let's face it. Yes, and, the, and the, what's happening here is the Remain side are being allowed to get away with a set of arguments saying no deal is unacceptable, it would be a catastrophe. Mm. Well, you then need to unpack those arguments. Why would it be a catastrophe? Uh, are, are people really not going to sell the United Kingdom yes, medicine? Right. Um, are they really going to ground the aeroplanes? Yeah. Uh, are they really going to search all the lorries when there are twice as many lorries bringing things from the well, EU Well, I was having a conversation with somebody just casually the other day uh, who said that she gets contact lenses from Europe. Uh, and that's all part of some EU um, you know, agreement. Yep. And she said, I won't be able to get them after Brexit. I said, well, why not? Why won't you be able to? And she didn't have an answer. But well, she had become convinced that basically everyone had told her that you won't be able to get them anymore. Absolutely. And, they've, and the, there is, which is why the debate has got to focus on the implications of 
uh, of no agreement, what it means to go to World Trade Organization terms, and most of the, the difficulties that would be associated with that would only happen if our European Union partners pursued policies to make those difficulties happen. Right. And if we're sitting with 39 billion quid, and they're selling twice as much to us as we're selling to them, um, why on earth would they do that? Well, exactly. And I mean, I've been telling people for the last couple of weeks, at the very least, you know, the wine industry in France, the champagne industry in France, the Prosecco industry in Italy, I don't want to keep focusing on alcohol, but I mean, you know, all of these people would be out of business if they didn't sell us any stuff, because we buy, by far and away, the most of it. And I mean, as far as you're concerned, uh, is, has this just been a case of terribly bad negotiating, or has it been a case of people trying to protect a soft Brexit? I think a combination of the two. Mm. And I think we should not have allowed the sequencing which the European Union insisted on at the beginning, of dealing with the withdrawal agreement first, then the transition, and then only once they were all signed off would we come to the, uh, the future uh, arrangements between the UK and the EU. And of course our interests are at the end of that process, and, and we have essentially signed over £39 billion pounds for, if the deal was accepted, uh, for no return. Mm, indeed. Now, you have sent in your letter of no confidence uh, to the committee which collects these things. Do you expect... Well, it's, the not, it's not the committee. It goes, it goes personally to the chairman of the 1922 committee, okay. uh, Sir Graham Bracey. Sir Graham, uh, do you expect to reach that magic 48 number soon? Because one of the criticisms of um, Jacob Rees-Mogg and, and the people who supposedly wanted to unseat Theresa May as the Prime Minister, or as the leader of the party anyway, couldn't reach 48. Is that going to happen now? Well, people are, uh, are very nervous about doing it. One of the reasons I've gone public uh, now to say that I've done it uh, is to, a, to make clear that no one knew that I had, and that was simply my decision between myself and Sir Graham Brady. Indeed, I had submitted it twice. I had submitted it in October when I thought we needed to have a new leader in place for this December council that's happening now. Uh, now, that didn't happen, so I withdrew the letter when it looked as though a deal was about to happen, saw the deal, and I put the letter back in. Right. Um, and that was probably about a month ago. And uh, I think it's important for my colleagues to understand that they can completely trust Sir Graham Brady. He's not going to go and tell anybody that they have written a letter. So anyone can write a letter, anyone in the government, um, uh, any junior ministers, senior ministers, um, or any backbench MPs. Uh, they're all entitled, uh, if they've got a view, that we actually now need to resolve the issue of the direction of the party and whether the party is going to uh, continue down a line of... Um, not really leaving the EU at all, mm. or whether we're going to, uh, because there's obviously going to be no agreement with the EU, or whether we're going to take our freedom on the 29th of March, go and negotiate free trade agreements with uh, the rest of the world, but most importantly of all, give business the certainty that they know the terms of trade on the 29th of March. And that's the position that's been made to me by businesses in my constituency, is certainty is much more important um, than anything else. And you can give us the certainty of World Trade Organization terms, then we know what investment decisions we, can, we, we have to make. Uh, and otherwise, we've got years of uncertainty going in front of us. Indeed. Two years transition, possibly two years extra to the transition, and then an indefinite period in the backstop. And just finally, Crispin, because time is short, I'm afraid, um, do you believe Theresa May is the wrong person now to lead this negotiation, to lead Brexit, uh, to lead what it is that Britain has to now do in order to make this work? Yes, and that's why I put the letter in, and, that's, and I've made it public in order to try and encourage my colleagues uh, who are of that view uh, to get the vote to happen. If she wins the vote of confidence, then uh, the parliamentary party will have decided to sustain her right. uh, in, in her premiership, and she will have to reconcile these, these issues. Uh, but I think we now need to make a clear choice 
to try and find a leader who is going to take us to the 29th of March uh, 2019. It's, it's perfectly, that, that is fraught with difficulty. It is perfectly possible there might be a general election uh, if Conservatives who don't agree with that direction uh, try to think it's more important to bring the government down and possibly let Jeremy Corbyn in um, than actually leave the European Union properly. Uh, but that will be a decision that they've got to take. OK, Crispin Blunt, thank you very much indeed. Conservative MP for Reigate, a former chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee, very clear uh, on the fact that Theresa May uh, has now run as far as she can get and gone as far as she can go, and it is now time for her herself to go. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. We're live at Westminster down on College Green. There's a whole load of other journos hanging around. Uh, the protesters have finally turned up as well. They've obviously woken up, got out of bed and figured out what it is that they're actually protesting against. Uh, there's a lot of shouts of uh, something to Brexit, which, of course, I can't say uh, on a family show like this. Pete says, will Theresa May also be urging turkeys to vote for Christmas? Uh, and lots and lots of you are tweeting in as well. Uh, I'll be getting to lots of them as well uh, very shortly. At Talk Radio, at IROMG. The fact that she's traipsing around Europe again busking with her begging bowl indicates where her loyalties lie says Chloe she should be here facing her critics and in the House of Commons later for an emergency debate she's run away again uh, and uh, here's one from Steve he says how can we exit the EU when Parliament has shown it isn't fit for purpose Corbyn won't commit to any policy May's not listening at all and senior Tories only looking to twist the knife staying would mean at least we have some functioning lawmakers a truly pathetic display well coming up very shortly uh, we're going to talk to Joe Twyman founder of Delta Poll first though let's talk to Ray, who's in crew. Hello, Ray. Hello, Mike. Thanks for speaking to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at all. What do you want to tell us? Now. Very frustrated with this uh, Brexit fiasco. I think uh, it is time for Mrs. May to go. I think uh, they've had her wrapped around a finger in Europe all the time she's been negotiating. I think she comes across as a, a, a very weak person, in all honesty, and I don't mean that to sound too, uh, you know, awful. But, uh, no, no, listen, I think you're, abs- you're absolutely right. And by the way, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to criticise a female Prime Minister in the same way that you would a male Prime Minister. So as much as people say, oh, I don't want to be rude about her or cause offence, I wouldn't worry about that. She's tried to come across as a Mrs Thatcher. I mean, she's not fit to polish Mrs Thatcher's handbag in all honesty, really. I think, you know... No. She's very good when she stands at a lectern and she has a pre-prepared speech and she sounds very good and it all comes across great. As soon as she's questioned ad hoc, I mean, I don't know if you've seen clips with Philip Schofield, you know, that well-known bull terrier, Philip Schofield. Her voice starts to tremble, she sounds weak, she doesn't sound, uh, you know, with any authority. Now, she's been negotiating with the EU like that, these little wonder that we haven't actually got anywhere. So I think it's, it's time she actually stood down and let somebody, you know, who could, who could negotiate. I mean, she's been, she's been threatening Remainers that if they don't vote a deal through, we'll have no deal Brexit. She's been threatening Brexiteers if they don't vote her deal, there'll be, uh, there'll be no, no um, you know, there'll be another vote right. or we won't leave. It's a pity she didn't have the same tenacity dealing with Europe and I think we'd have been in a lot better place. So I do think it's time. She had, she had a bit of... Um, you know, pride and stood down, really, because yes. nobody really wants it. Even the Conservatives don't want it, in all honesty. I think the ones that do are just fearful for their own positions. In all honesty, I can't see how uh, anybody can come out and defend it. No, I think you're absolutely right. It's a great call, Ray. Thank you very much indeed uh, for kicking us off there. 0344 499 I think the point Ray makes is a very good one. She has run out of road. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham, 03444991000. We're live on College Green in Westminster. The sun is still shining. The sky has not yet fallen in. Uh, Theresa May is careering around in Europe for no apparent purpose. Uh, we've got now, though, Paul Scully with us, uh, MP, uh, supporter of the government, I would imagine, still, and uh, here to tell us what is happening here uh, this afternoon. Yeah, morning, Mike. It's, morning. Uh, yeah, it's, um, well, you look, I mean, it, I can imagine why people are confused. I mean, this is uh, unprecedented times, I think, clearly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think she was right to uh, to pull the vote when she did because um, the fact is that it looked like she was going to lose. Uh, it looked like she was clearly going to lose. And in my view, you know, I campaigned to leave. I voted to leave, and I I, I just seeing no deal uh, sort of receding slightly after last week's um, antics. So therefore. This is and are you best. in favour of no deal? Would you rather see there being no deal? No, I don't want to. I, no, I'm not in favour of it in terms of that, that's not my default position. I'm yeah. happy to go that way if that's if 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 we lead, you know, if we lead, can't get any sense yeah. of agreement. But we've got to prepare for it. And what I've been saying is not only we've we got to prepare for it in terms of contingency planning, we've actually got to start signing bilateral agreements now yeah. to do the open skies agreement right. to keep the, fly, the planes flying, all that kind of stuff. But that's the thing. It's we, easy to do. Aren't but we, we in, this, in this crazy situation where I mean, I said this to somebody last week when I thought Theresa May performance and the government's performance overall was a complete waste of time because we moved further away from the deal by the Friday than we were uh, at it on the Monday and it seems to me that you know if you were buying a house that you had to complete by March the 29th you would have signed almost all the papers by now and here we are trying to do this mammoth constitutional kind of you know uh, redux if you like and we're nowhere near it absolutely nowhere near it yeah, I mean, look, I think we've got hung up on the Irish backstop, which we did. We got hung up a year ago on this. So we, I, the reason that I'm supporting this is because I'm just a pragmatist that's yeah. dealing with what I've got in front of me at, at this time and point. And this is the only way. It's the only game in town. It's the only way I can see that we're going to leave in an orderly fashion because no deal, even if we do get the bilaterals, uh, is going to have short-term turbulence. So where, whereas no deal is nowhere near the cliff edge that people describe, some people describe it as in medium-long term, mm. we've got to try and avoid as much of the short-term turbulence as we can as well. No, of course. 
course. Now, you said it was right that Theresa May pulled the vote. I don't agree with that at all on the basis that many people that are tweeting me are completely not just bewildered, but really quite angry about the way the government is treating them, particularly those who voted to leave the European Union. They're feeling uh, as though they're being pushed around. We're seeing people like Ian Blackford, the leader in Westminster of the SNP, talking about taking back control. And I'm sorry, you know, the Parliament does not have control of this. I know that there will be those inside that building over there who think they do, but surely they are the servants of the people, and the people have voted, the people have spoken, and it's time for the government and the other parliamentarians in there to do what they're asked to do. Uh, look, you think, you'd think so, and I totally agree with you that the people, you know, 17.4 million people have voted to leave. That's why I'm so determined to make sure we do leave. So what we've got, we've got a Labour Party that, frankly, you could bring the best deal ever. They would not accept it. Why? Because they want a general election. They've said that they've made a load of tests that they know are impossible to yeah. meet. Um, so they're just in interested in power and a general election. Um, you've got the Lib Dems, you've got the SNP that want to have this so-called people's vote, uh, which, you know, you and I will say, well, we've had the people's vote, we've done this. Yeah. Um, but the, why do they want it? Not because they want to um, trust the people, as they would describe it, because they want to pretend it never happened. They always put on the end of their tweets, the Lib Dems, hashtag exit from Brexit. Yeah. That's the true... Uh, rationale behind what yes. they're doing. So it actually does leave the Conservatives as the only people debating amongst themselves. Uh, conveniently, there are two sides to actually debate within the Conservative well, Party, clearly. But, um, well, I mean, funnily enough, I just had Andy McDonald here from the Labour Party, and uh, you know, I said to him, surely this is your opportunity, if you want a general election, to try and bring the government down. And yet, uh, you're not taking it because it's not politically expedient, because you don't think you'll win. You know, where's the principle there? Well, either you've got confidence or you've got no confidence. Mm. You know, at the, at the end of the day, if you're, on, you're asking a question, you want the answer. So it's not about, um, you know, picking over what you what you see as a, as a, as a divided other side. And, and frankly, as I say, all they want to do by doing that is to get to an, a general election point of view, which actually, frankly, wouldn't change anything. Because what's Jeremy Corbyn going to come and do? He says he wants to... Um, stay in a customs union, yeah. not the customs union, a single market, not the single market, all these kind of things, which basically ends up meaning you don't end freedom of movement, you still end up paying, you don't basically leave the EU at all. Mm. So that's, that's not... And he also has the same problem job. inside the Labour Party that, that you have inside the Conservative Party, which is that there's two groups of people with two completely opposing views on remain and leave. Yeah, and so what? Yeah, no, absolutely. But so what we've got to do, and what we haven't done yet as a government enough, is actually explain what the deal already does have in it so you know when we're talking about trying to improve it for people but we've got to explain you know people voted to leave i voted to leave to leave the political institutions the deal does that to stop paying in membership fees into the eu deal does that to be able to end freedom of movement deal does that and to be able to start negotiating trade deals and ratifying them deal partly does that the sticking point is we can't implement them until we've got rid of the backstop and the, and the transition so that's the bit i'm sort of uncomfortable with but what we're not doing as well is explaining why the eu are also uncomfortable with that and they, there's no way they're going to want that to have to, to be a permanent part of the um the but agreement. while this whole distraction of theresa may is going on you're going to find that very difficult aren't you because surely the problem at the moment is that everybody's now focused on theresa may and the fact that she is a busted flush that she has taken this deal as far as she can take it the road is run out for her uh, she's gone over to Europe today uh, for no apparent purpose, it seems to me. She's been told there will be no renegotiation, there will be no more concessions given. So the best she's going to be able to do is convince people that the language of the legal advice about the backstop was somehow misinterpreted and actually, at some point, we will be able to leave it. At that point, the DUP will become... Uh, the kingmakers, won't they? Because they will then either say, we still back the Tories, we still back uh, Theresa May, or they walk away from it, uh, and you're screwed. 
Well, look, in terms of the DUP being kingmakers, I wouldn't necessarily describe it like that, but they've always had the balance of power because uh, with the confidence supply for the lot since the last general election. So they are key players. Um, but the uh, we're not going to get major change in, in the actual text of the withdrawal agreement or, or possibly right. the protocol. Which, which they, well, at the moment, are not buying. But we could get an addendum to it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not privy to those sort of conversations, but we could get an addendum to it. Uh, which could be legally binding. We could get a beefed-up political declaration. But what the EU, I think, n need to do, if they are truly wanting to accommodate a decent deal that works for both sides, they've got to move. But there again, we've got to be clear about what we're asking them to do. That's that's fair. I get that. So we've got to explain to them, that, or they need to explain to the British people, that actually this deal, the backs even the backstop, gives Northern Ireland a competitive advantage over the Southern Ireland. Economically, it really works for Northern Ireland. Politically, it clearly doesn't, hence the DUP's objections, and I understand that. And the fact of the matter, for us as the UK, we get access to their market, to the EU market, without freedom of movement, without having to pay the membership fees, which, of course, the other 27 nations are not going to want to be permanently, because they will say, hold a sec, how come these guys have got that sort of deal and we haven't? Mm. Now, we've heard in the last half an hour or so um, that it's going to be something like January the 21st, latest, so possibly before that, uh, before there's an opportunity to vote uh, on this particular uh, uh, Brexit deal. Um, that seems a long way off, doesn't it? I mean, why can it not be done sooner? And are we really going to have to go all the way through Christmas and beyond into the new year before this can be resolved. Well, I think you, you say latest for, for, for good reason because um, if you just if nothing changes, we are um, away from Parliament from next Thursday, from the twentieth, I think it is, ah. uh, and then we're not back until the eighth of January. So there's that two week period uh, uh, that we were back in our constituencies anyway. Um, so if you just take that as read, unless something changes and we get recalled back to Parliament, which we can do, you know, this is clearly the most important, important thing. So yeah. I'm happy to come back. You I'm, might have to give up your eggnog. Well, listen, I'm happy to come back, but there again, I'm only 10, 10 miles south of it, so it takes me an hour to get in. Right. So the guys in Scotland might have a different view, but yeah. uh, there again, they're the ones that are voting against it, so right. I'm less fussed about that. Yeah, no, indeed, absolutely. But, I mean, there is also this huge elephant in the room, which is, you know, whether or not, we've already had Crispin Blunt this morning telling us that he's resubmitted his letter uh, into the the 1922 committee uh, for the removal or yeah. at least the uh, the no confidence vote in Theresa May. There's a pretty good likelihood that we're going to reach the number 48, I think, I would say, by this time next week. And if that happens, then surely you're going to have another problem because you're going to find an awful lot of Tory MPs who might have supported Theresa May last time around won't do it this time. Well, it's, it just sounds like a really terrible advent calendar, doesn't it? It, it does. Opening it one letter each day <laughs> until Christmas. I mean, that's really bad. But no, the reality of it, what you so if you get to the 48 letters that we need uh, to you know to trigger an, a, a confidence motion yeah. in, in the party with Theresa May, um, if she um, if they come in, the no confidence uh, motion will then have to get 50% plus one of the mm. Tory MPs. Yes. So you, you and I can't see that being reached. Yeah, you even now. No, I don't think so, because I think most people, even if they don't like the deal, one, want to get on with things, two, realise that if we are seen to be... It takes a month, a couple of months, really, to change leader, because it's open to the whole... Part. Gone are the days when the men in grey suits used to come and uh, usher the one person somebody, out yeah. and someone else to come mm. in, and white smoke arise, mm. that kind of thing. So it takes, you know, it's one man, one vote, one member, one vote. So, um, so this takes a long time, and for us to be talking amongst ourselves as a party... 
um, appointing the next Prime Minister is a bit navel-gazing. I think people will be looking in on that, wondering what we're doing. Well, that's true, but you're giving a very different perspective from the one I've heard from the, the people out there it's this the morning. One. Uh, no, well, joking. you, of course, I'm would joking. say that, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, you're one of those parliamentarians <laughs> that thinks you run the country. You know, you don't. I mean, there is a, a serious this. point here, though, because there is a great feeling of, of, uh, of kind of disrespect towards Parliament now, uh, mm. and in fact, quite angry um, uh, feelings going on out there, particularly outside of London, particularly in places where uh, people did vote massively in big numbers to leave the European yeah. Union. They're feeling as if they're being neglected. They're feeling as if they're being ignored. And really, I can't give them any reason to not think that. Look, I totally understand that. Um, as I say, from, from someone, as I say, campaigned and voted to leave, wanted to leave for 20 years and then being called stupid, too stupid and too old, um, for you know, which is why I voted to leave. I, I understand having a, a having a patronising pat on the head. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, so if you look at Parliament as a whole, yeah, I can totally understand it because you've got so many people, including the uh, Dominic Grieve amendment that we had last week, that started to kick no deal a little bit further away from us. Um, people are really starting, in Parliament, are starting to unpick the referendum result, unpick that vote of 17.4 million people that voted to leave. Whereas what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to chart this pragmatic way from having run small businesses I'm trying to apply a business brain to it rather than a, a political naive political brain to it and work out what we can do to satisfy both sides to try and bring now you you might say that it will satisfy nobody but actually you know actually if you look at the deal there is a lot in there for both sides if we explain it properly and I don't think we're getting that message across what it's actually doing when I was on the uh, uh, podium doing various uh, uh, debates, people were saying, if only we were in the common market, if it only was just back to the common market, I could live with that. This is actually going some way back yeah. towards that for this mean for this couple of years. Yeah. The, the job of explanation has been terrible. One final question. Theresa May, still Prime Minister in January for you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, even if the letters come in, I think she would win a vote, no, um, a vote of no confidence. And then she's actually in for no, another year because she can't be challenged for another year. So I think she will be there. Um, but, but I think she does need to change the next stage of, of negotiations. She needs to change her style for the next um, stage to keep that confidence mm, in the party. I don't know if she's got a different style, but we shall see. Paul, thank you very much indeed. Paul Scully, MP there, uh, giving his view on the fact that Theresa May will not uh, be dislodged from power. She will return from Europe. She may be able to do something to convince people that the deal is a better deal than they think it is. Uh, we'll take more of your calls coming up in the next hour. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. 0344-499-1000. Theresa May uh, is careering around uh, in Brussels, in Holland. She's going to Berlin. Uh, she might pop back and go to uh, France and see Emmanuel Macron at some point. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any point to it at all. However, what on earth is she going to come back with? Uh, Karen says, May goes to the EU. She'll say, they're not happy with the backstop. They think you'll trap us in there. I've told them you won't, but they don't believe me. Oh, unfortunately, no change, but we can promise to stick to our word. That sounds perfect. Perfect. Everyone will trust us. Ha ha. Uh, Graham from Bushy says building a border in Ireland has about as much chance of happening as Trump's wall along the border with Mexico. And Sean says, I heard a snowflake student the other day saying she doesn't want us to leave the EU because it means she won't be able to travel and see the world. For heaven's sake, there are idiots everywhere. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones now. We've got a whole series of, uh, of live guests coming up as well. We're down at College Green on Westminster. Uh, we've had some musical accompaniment uh, from a load of uh, musicians who said that uh, music depends upon freedom, freedom of movement. And that may well be true. Let's talk to Neil, who's in Macclesfield. Hello, Neil. Hi, Mike. You OK? Yeah, very well, sir. What do you want to say? Um, yeah, I mean, we keep hearing about the catastrophe if we don't, if we come out of the EU uh, with no deal. 
Um, but I would say let's go out of the EU on WTO rules uh, to prevent a Corbyn government getting power because the consequences of Corbyn getting in um, is just that would really be catastrophic. It would affect uh, the whole of the FTSE 100 <laughs> companies, which would have a knock-on effect to people's pensions. Um, you know, he's it, talking about privatisation of the rail network, the water boards. He wants to have a universal wage. Yeah. He wants to clear all the student debts. You know, it, it would be like living in Fantasy Island for about five years, and then suddenly we would have this huge bankruptcy issue and then the Germans would come on board, yeah. like they have done in Greece, and we would all be then uh, paying the Germans back all of the money that we borrowed on the Labour government. So how does that fit no, with all these, all these companies in the FTSE 100 who want to leave on uh, a deal with Theresa May? It's just ridiculous. Well, he also, he, also, he also wants to silence any kind of criticism as well, because basically, you know, he wants to shut down any newspaper uh, kind of criticism of a Labour policy or a Labour government. Uh, you know, it would be an absolute nightmare. And by the way, I don't know if you heard the news this morning that employment is as high now as it's ever been. So, you know, all these doom and gloom merchants who have told us that the economy is going to falter and fail uh, have got it completely and utterly wrong, Neil. They, they have, and well, one thing they don't mention is that 44% of our existing trade is under WTO rules. So we're not talking about something here which is completely foreign to our companies. Companies have been trading under WTO rules for, you know, for, for decades. And we don't have a trade agreement with the USA, USA or China under the EU, so we'd be able to bring in goods from the USA and China and, you know, our cost of living would actually uh, improve under WTO rules. But you don't get this aired on mainstream media because, you know, there is, um, you know, there's a conspiracy against. Well, you get it heard on talk radio and we are mainstream media. So I'm going to disagree with you there, Neil. But thanks very much indeed. Neil in Macclesfield will take more calls uh, coming up soon. Ross Kepsel uh, has joined us once more. He's talk radio's political editor. Ross, what do you got for us? Yeah, a little bit of breaking news just coming out of number 10 in the last minute, which is that Downing Street says that it intends to bring whatever Theresa May manages to secure from Europe back to the House of Commons before January the 21st. So that means That's that the a meaningful vote would be before Jan 21st deadline. Uh -huh. That is an earlier deadline than the House of Commons said was possible. It was feasible that it could go right up until the end of March for a vote. So this is the government intending to indicate to its critics, the Tory backbench rebels, look, we're going to try and bring this back really in a shorter time, yes. time scale than that. So this was the vote that was due to take place tonight, in other words. Yeah, absolutely, which is now being put off until Jan 21st at the latest. I, I should imagine that this is indicative uh, that there will be an attempt to bring that back sooner than Jan 21st. Now, we're also being told that the Cabinet will meet on Wednesday afternoon. Cabinet this morning was cancelled because Theresa May has been to Brussels. A little bit of further clarification as well on the timetable. She's Prime Minister is definitely meeting Angela Merkel this afternoon yeah. so that is confirmed uh, that's at midday uh, so that will be quite an important and significant meeting I would I would imagine coming out of uh, Berlin and then there will be further meetings later today at 4 o'clock with uh, uh, Donald Tusk and quarter past 6 with uh, Jean-Claude Juncker President of the EU Commission OK Ross thank you very much indeed looks like they're going to kick this all the way through Christmas I would imagine
This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. 03444991000 is the number to call us on. Uh, Anthony says, if you're suggesting closing all independent schools to stop elitism, are you suggesting the same for independent medical services? Well, no, Anthony. If I was suggesting that, you would have heard me suggesting it. So let's stick with the independent schools for the moment, and we'll come back to that another time, uh, because we haven't got a lot of time left on the show, and I'm joined now uh, by the bad boy of the House of Commons. He is, of course, uh, Lloyd Russell Moyle. Very good afternoon to you, Lloyd. Good afternoon. Are you allowed back in there yet? I am allowed back in now, yes. Now, tell us why you were thrown out. Um, well, I, uh, after the government had denied us a vote and denied us a debate, denied me in the speaking slot, and denied, then after hundreds of MPs called out for the debate to be happened, um, I just became so enraged, I picked up the golden mace, yes. which is this big golden speaking stick in the middle of Parliament and represents the power of Parliament to legislate under the Queen's authority. It represents the royal authority, yes. I think, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's quite heavy, isn't it? It's relatively heavy, and it's from Charles um, the Second reign. It's, right. it's old, um, uh, 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 and it has historically been lifted by people when they believe the Parliament is rotten or they believe the Parliament is no longer mm. exercising its duty. So Michael Heseltine, I think, did it, Michael didn't he? Heseltine, John MacDonald, and a number of others. Yeah. Uh, you don't do it kind of... Um, uh, planned really always it happens out of frustration and that's yeah. what happened with me at that spur of the moment so it's a spur of the moment thing yes, yes. And, and I've apologised there are better ways and more nuanced ways of expressing your disgust at what the government's doing but when they refuse to allow you to debate it refuse yeah. to allow you a vote it suddenly at that moment feels mm. like there is no other opportunity apart from grabbing that and saying parliament is redundant now if the government's going to treat us um, like nothing well I think there's a lot of people that feel the same way John Burko of course asked you to leave the chamber mm -hmm. uh, did did you wield it at all? I mean, I've never seen the video of it, so I don't know what you did with no, it. No, no, I just lifted it up and I held it up there yeah. symbolically to show that uh, it was no longer in mm. its place. I handed it over to the um, the guard's woman um, and she put it back and I was asked to leave for the day I did. I lose a right. day's pay, but if it is worth, it's worth it if it is to highlight the disgrace of undermining democracy that this government is doing at the moment and hopefully I won't do it again. Well, one of the questions, of course, that, um, that, that I've been asking all day here uh, after what happened yesterday is how is it possible that the government cancels a vote or postpones a vote which all of last week we were told could only happen if they had a vote to postpone the vote mm -hmm. they seem to be able to do it without having that vote that's what I found infuriating mm -hmm. and, and I it is part of the problem about when you have rules never written down you can suddenly the government comes along and suddenly makes them up and I think the speaker was as frustrated as I was I probably should have let the speaker express that frustration himself but I I um, just felt like I had to do something okay well I think uh, the people will thank you for it I'm sure in the long run you'll find yourself no doubt written about in Hansard in a slightly colourful way, will you? I don't know how they write these things in Hansard. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> OK, thank you very <laughs> okay, much. Thank indeed. you very much. Uh, we're going to go straight to the phones now because we haven't got much time. We've got to get a lot of people on. That was Lloyd Russell Moyle, uh, Labour MP for Kemptown and Peacehaven, uh, on his demonstration one-man demo yesterday uh, in the Houses of Parliament, uh, for which he lost a day's pay. So you have to tip your hat to a guy uh, who's willing to do that. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.